Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Good morning everyone. Good morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new opportunity to be with you. We thank you for a new day. We thank you for this time with you every morning that you so graciously, willingly, generously provide us, Father, where we are able to hear from you. And then as we take some word that you provide us, that part of scripture that you make stand out to us, and then we meditate on it and we hear and hear on it again. You inspire faith, but you also fill us with an understanding and the knowledge that is involved there. So that out of that wisdom, we are able to be doers of that word and experience transformation in our lives, but also take that understanding then to others and share it with them, that they start to experience the same, that renewal that you put into our hearts, that we can no longer go to the old self that made those mistakes based on this revelation that you give us. There is a journey, a path that we will never take back again, that we always only move onwards and upwards, filled with your light, and walking on the path that you hold our hand and lead us to, the path that you illuminate for us, the way that you make plain for us. We thank you, Father, for that grace upon our lives. We give you glory, we give you honor as we enter your gates. We come with that gratitude in our heart, Father, and the peace and joy that you pour into our lives, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name. We share it with all Christians that do not know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with everyone that is a beneficiary of every prayer request made on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We ask for a quickening in their spirit as well, Lord. For unless you quicken them, they cannot come to you. And as we raise our prayer on this altar that you have given us, we call on your name, knowing that everyone that calls upon you cannot go back empty-handed and they cannot go back the same. We call on our Father who is the lifter of men, the creator of the universe, the one who is able to make every grace abound towards us. The one who teaches us to profit the great I am, the preserver of men. And in the name of your son, Jesus, who gave of his everything, that our sins might be washed clean. Though deep red, they might be washed white as snow. The one who is the way, the truth and the life. Your truth that is revealed to us through him, the word himself fed to us as our daily bread, our manna coming straight down from heaven through revelation. The one who is our wisdom, our sanctification, our righteousness, our redemption, and who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge so that when we speak, when we utter, we utter with that knowledge, with the understanding of what that knowledge brings. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the father of all spirits, the seal of the age to come, the scepter of the king of kings, the one who changes the times and seasons, 
and reveals the deep and secret things of the Father to us. He is the breath of the Father now given to us with an assurance that he will never leave us, that he will always be here with us even unto the end of time. The one who quickens us and makes that revelation come true and alive to us, the one who has made his tabernacle in our body, and raised us from being dead in the flesh to now being alive in the spirit, opening the gates of heaven towards us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with your Son, with your Spirit. You've blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, with the gift of your word, with the gift of prayer. You have not left any stone unturned. You give everything that we need. You provide all our needs in accordance with your riches. And all that you want is for us and our relationship with you to be restored. We thank you, Father, that you are opening our eyes through this revival to see that truth. And then it is that truth that starts to germinate in us as a seed. As it grows, it starts to set us free from all bondage, from all limitations, from all vulnerability, from all darkness. To step into that life of abundance that Jesus came to give us. We thank you, Lord. That you created us for abundance and for dominion. And you go to any extent possible to ensure that we are restored to that when we cooperate with you. When we surrender and submit and collaborate with you. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our revelation this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make. By the precious blood of Jesus, as also I cover every member of every family that is part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. By the same precious blood, declaring it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. That every form of wickedness that comes against it, we judged from the fire of heaven. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and pure will for each of these lives, Father. We declare an enforcement of that will upon each of these lives so that nothing can be stolen from them. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. And we herald the power in our word. As we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven. And do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. And each of our mouths. It will not return to us empty, we declare this. But will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. <clears throat> we thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like us to reflect in our series on self. We reflect, we've been reflecting on ourselves these last few days. I'd like us to reflect on the most powerful thing in existence in our life. 
in creation. That powerful thing is our will. When God made man, he gave each of us in our soul, he put a free will to choose. And he set our will above his own. So it is important for each of us to remember that your will is the most powerful thing in existence around in creation. Because even God does not control it. You are allowed to do what you will. And he will always respect it. Let us see what he says in Deuteronomy 30 verse 15 to 19. He says, see, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. So these are two different options. One is life and prosperity and second is death and destruction. We get to choose. Let us read further. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways. And then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. I'd like to highlight that word there, choose. If you look at it in the start, verse 15, for the first time he said, he gave the two options and he said, I command you today to love the Lord. So he's asking, he's commanding us, go that way. Then as it ends in verse 19, he says, choose. You get to choose a free choice. Whatever you choose is what you will get. Unfortunately, most of us, all our lives out of the ignorance we have from about the word, have chosen poorly. And then we blame God, where are you? Why am I suffering? In Galatians 5 verse 13, Paul says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather serve one another humbly in love. More often than not, we out of our own free will, the same free will that he spoke, you were called to be free. Out of that free will, functioning on our worldly knowledge, because we did not have word knowledge, we chose fleshly enjoyment above spirituality, above God's ways. And so naturally, we broke all his rules. Are you seeing why? The blessings got cut off and what was left is going back to that word from Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. When life and blessings are cut off, only death and curses remain. And that is where the reflection on the subconscious mind comes in. We did that a few days ago. By hearing and hearing God's word, we can impress that change upon our hearts. With that revelation of his truth, of his ways, what he'll ask us to choose. In, in fact, in verse 15, he said, I command you. That was a big hint for us. 
then by hearing and hearing, we can impress this change, change in our ways where when he says in Romans 12, 2 as well, do not conform to the ways of the world. When you bring about that change, then we can experience a cutting off of the curses and the blessings starting to grow once again in our lives. Now, regarding this worldly temptation, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Now, there we will need to align with his will and obey his instruction. But the important thing I'd like to underline here, no temptation. Temptation is only a suggestion and an advertisement. And he says that advertisement is not so compelling that you cannot overcome it. But you get to choose. Now, if you let that overcome you, you choose poorly there, then it will always be one or the other. As long as we don't willfully give God permission to step into our lives, into our problems, He can only helplessly watch us suffer but take no action because He respects our will. And most of us look at that and blame Him. Why is He standing and watching? Why is He not doing something about this? Can't He see that I am suffering? When actually he is only upholding his end of the agreement where he says, I respect your will. I will not override or overrule it. In order to get him to intervene, we are to give him permission. Legal permission. Permission on legal grounds. And that legal permission is given through prayer. Prayer is us giving him authority to step into the earth realm and take over the mess that we have created in our lives so that he can bail us out of it. For it to work, ideally, our will must be aligned with God's will. And that can only happen through the word. When you hear and hear it till it becomes faith, till you start taking action on it. So God said the name of Jesus above all names. But he set your will so that it superimposes his will. Are you seeing? Although it is so simple and straightforward, yet the challenge lies only on our end, not his. But what that really means is, in the earthly realm, a person's will, your will, is the highest authority. When it comes to your life, your circumstances. Your will is the highest authority. And that is why you have to speak and authorize him for him to act on your behalf. Even demons need your permission to attack you. Without that, they cannot steal from you without your permission. And so in order to secure that permission, they beguile, they fool people into believing certain things. They will make suggestions. They will put temptations. How susceptible to those we are or how strong we stand against it is dependent on what we know about the word of God. 
because that produces discernment. That is why it is called the sharp sword, dividing even to the bone and the marrow, the joints, going deep within our thoughts, dividing between the soul and the spirit, so that we think from the flesh or whether we think from the spirit. And then out of that discernment is the clarity that we get on whether we should go with what is being suggested there or whether we stick to what we know from the word. And when you understand this authority that you have, your will, then because of that authority of you being able to authorize, legally authorize God to step into your circumstance, it is because of that authority you do not beg in your prayer. You do not beg. You command. Because your authority stands there. Anyone in authority does not beg, they command. Now an unsaved Christian who has not received salvation is still a slave to sin and the devil because that has been stolen from him. So he cannot exercise this authority. And that is why his prayer will struggle to get an answer. But a saved Christian is one whose authority has been restored. He no longer comes under the rule of the devil, but he comes under the rule of Jesus. And Jesus says, you are free. With the spirit of the Lord, you are free. So when he prays and declares, that brings manifestation because now God has been given permission to intervene. I hope you are getting this. This is very important for your personal prayer life when you understand how it works. It will help you in a big way in your prayer. So three things to remember out of this. The first is, it is up to you to choose. Your will decides what happens to you. The second one is, God is faithful. We are changeable. He is unchangeable. He stays faithful to his end of the contract, the agreement, the bargain, the the whatever whatever um, agreement he has had with you. The covenant that he made with Abraham, our father. Hebrews 10 verse 23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. If he has promised it, if his word says it, he will deliver it. And the third thing to remember is, always remember the power on your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death can be mobilized when you speak, when you speak with that authority. And what you speak has spiritual power. It is not just you speaking in the earth realm. It has spiritual power and gives permission. And when you speak the word of God, you are speaking words that Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. You are speaking words that are spirit and are life. We need to remember these three things at all times in our prayer and then understanding the authority you start to command using that word from the book of the law, that word which is spirit and which is life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us gain this understanding. We ask for that wisdom, Lord. For you said in James 1.5, let him who lacks wisdom ask. We ask for that wisdom 
of the knowledge connected with how we should pray, what this authority means, and the wisdom to apply it in our prayer life. So that in every challenging circumstance, when we raise our prayer at our altar, that prayer, because of that understanding, must always come back in an answered prayer. Help us understand where the gaps are, Lord. Where the obstructions are. All the things that will block that answered prayer. So that when we work with that understanding, everything that was stopped now starts to move. Every shut door is opened. Every shut destiny is opened. And every circumstance of the storm surrounding a person now is quietened down. We ask for that revelation, that edification in our spirit, Father, this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray especially for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized this day, that will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray for all families that are battling division and separation where the enemy seeks to steal that peace and that joy from them, that unity from them. We declare an enforcement of your word, Lord, that says what God has joined together, let no man separate, let no spirit either separate. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially addiction, any kind of compulsive behavior. And all limitations and vulnerability that come out of prayerlessness, out of poverty, out of ignorance of your word. And out of busyness. That your people are able to rise above these. And not grant the enemy any anchor point in our lives, any foothold. We ask for a filling of each of these lives that we are praying for with your light, Father, your liberating light. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved this day. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our faith and our prayer of agreement with each other and with your spirit, that prayer made under an open heaven will always come back as an answered manifest prayer. We thank you, Lord, for all the miracles that you have worked during this week and we shall hear of those testimonies this evening in our prayer. We also, in a special way, Father, we cover with your precious blood. We declare your divine protection over our brother Vivek, our sister Shanin, who lead us with praise and worship through your gates, into your courts, and then into your inner sanctum where bread is broken and shared with each of us. That revelation that brings liberty to everyone that was held captive under ignorance and under any other limitations in our lives. We ask for your protection over their lives this day, Father. I encourage all those 
that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Scripture being given today is from 1 Peter 1, 13 to 16. Therefore, gird up your minds to be sober. Set your hope fully upon the grace that is coming to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, be yourselves in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
We also have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from James chapter 1, verses 13 to 16, taken from the NIV version, where it is written, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. And another one is from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, quoted from the New Living Testament, which says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> If you are being blessed by these reflections, as well as Brother Savio's reflections that are shared on our Telegram group, on our Facebook page, and now also on our YouTube channel, please share those with your family and friends, especially the one that God points you to, the one name that stands out for you. Make sure you share it with them so that this is their message for today. Also, a reminder about our Bible study session this evening. The topic this evening will be the fifth part in our series on changing the seen and shaping the unseen, where we will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye. Now, this has been a very powerful and a transforming series. If you are blessed, make sure you are blessing others with it as well. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. These links are available on our YouTube page, on our, our Facebook page as also on our Telegram page. You can use any of those sources and share them with your friends and family on your social media channels. Encourage them to join us. As we always say, it is more of the presence of God that hovers over those meetings. They take away that presence with them. And that is where the true transformation starts. We want them to get that gift when they come here. So make sure you're inviting as many people as you can. Praise and worship starts from 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, followed by I Confess Boldly, Testimonies, and then Bible Teaching roughly around 7.30 p.m. And the various time zones for, for joining from 5.30 p.m. onwards are also shared in that message. Therefore, people joining from other parts of the world. If you are not yet part of our Telegram group, please use the link in that message and you can join our Telegram group as well where you can post your prayer requests. And you can pray with others as well. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Friday, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. God bless you. God bless you all.
So thank you, Jesus.